At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. This is A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall. A retired U.S. Lieutenant Colonel, Kevin Randall has been studying UFOs for nearly 50 years. Kevin has investigated some of the most famous UFO cases in the world and has been consulted for dozens of documentaries about UFOs. Considered one of the leading experts into the Roswell UFO crash of 1947, Kevin has written more than 25 books about UFOs, including the recently published Roswell in the 21st Century. Now, here is the host of A Different Perspective, Kevin Randall. This is truly a different perspective. This is what I think of as a special edition or a special uh, project here. We're talking with Stephen Bassett, who is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group, which was founded back in 1996. I almost said 1966 again, just to throw everybody off. And Stephen has been around the disclosure movement for literally decades. He uh, hosted the or produced the Citizen Hearing his citizen hearing on disclosure at the National Press Club in November uh, in uh, 2013. He's also launched a number of political initiatives in Washington trying to, I guess, induce the government to disclose what they know about UFOs. We have been talking about the uh, Nimitz sighting from 2004, the jet interception of uh, objects near the Nimitz carrier group, the tapes, the recordings of what they had uh, had seen, how that was released in the press, the To the Stars Academy, which kind of precipitated some of this and how it, uh, I guess, got the New York Times to treat the subject of UFOs uh, seriously uh, in, in one of these, uh, in one of their articles, uh, opposed to the way the press normally treats the subject of UFOs. So we will uh, rejoin Stephen. He was talking about the Oh, the, the Tuesday Stars Academy, where we were talking about uh, Robert Bigelow, the billionaire who lives in Las Vegas, whom I've actually met and been in his office, very nice guy. We'd gone out to take a look at Area 51 together to see if we could see anything about that and how he uh, got involved with NASA and has been developing um, various space travel aspects of NASA and that sort of thing. Uh, Stephen, you want to pick it up where... We were in the in the last hour. Yeah, let, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint just one uh, one of the many many threads that is involved and relevant to this extraordinary development that's been going on since essentially October of 2017. Let's focus on Bigelow. Bob Bigelow was part of the Rockefeller Initiative that approached uh, that. Bill Clinton in his first term, right, very first a month after he was inaugurated, he was involved in that. In fact, we have a picture of him at the JY Ranch in Wyoming, where the researchers gathered to 
discuss strategy and so forth in 95. And there he is. So, and then of course, he goes on to create NIDS, uh, National Institute of Discovery Sciences. He gets involved with MUFON. He buys the Skinwalker Ranch. So he's been involved in this issue. And of course, along the way, he, as of 2000, uh, enters into a hugely uh, significant contract to build flexible space habitats that could be used by NASA and by himself. All right. And it has that contract. And basically, he's a, uh, a NASA contractor. And so you have all of that. And then in May of 2017, a few months after the election has gone a direction that the military intelligence complex did not foresee and neither did I. He is interviewed on 60 Minutes by Laura Logan. This is the most best known and one of the most watched news shows in the world. Longest running, too. And the reason is, it's a perfectly logical reason why they're interviewing him, is because the NASA was testing for the very first time one of his flexible space habitats on the International Space Station. It's a big deal. Huge for him. Milestone. And so they came out to interview him. And as, as it happens with interviews at this level, what they do is they provide uh, the uh, subject the areas that they're going to inquire about so the person can have some time to reflect on what they're going to say. Uh, yeah. They don't give them the questions, but they give them the areas of interest. And not surprisingly, quote, UFOs, uh, the ET subject, was going to be asked, and he knew it was going to be asked. And so they do the interview, and I think it came out on May the 27th, close to that, easy to find, May 27, 2017. And at the end, they go to that subject. Not surprisingly, they leave it to the end. And if you listen and watch it, you'll find that she asks him, and in, in in I'm paraphrasing here, uh, is there an extraterrestrial presence? And he says, yes, there is. There is an extraterrestrial presence here now. She then says, are you concerned people will think you're maybe a little crazy? He says, I don't give a damn. Then she asks, well, you're saying we, we don't really need to be looking for things out there? ET's out there because they're already here and he repeats it. And so let's let's recap here. A billionaire with a 20-year contract with NASA has just stated on one of the best most watched news shows in all of America, absolutely there's an extraterrestrial presence. That was in May. Okay, fine. Then the To the Stars Academy was uh was launched on a few months later, on October 11, and then they gave the interviews to the New York Times. That was all planned. The New York Times still had to vet them. If they didn't, they didn't. If they didn't uh, get a confirmation of what they were providing them, they wouldn't have read those stories. And on December the 16th, two months later, they 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 write not one but two stories. Both had the same uh, authors. Helene Cooper is the staff writer. Uh, Leslie Kane is an independent journalist, well known in this issue. And then they added Ralph Blumenthal, who's a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner and a 30-year careerist at the, at the New York Times. And both of these articles are printed on the same day. And in those articles was, one, the, the Nimitz event, the gun camera footage from the Nimitz events, which they had provided to the New York Times. They also revealed, which I didn't know, so it was generally held pretty tight, that in fact there had been a, quote, UFO investigation program run at the Pentagon from 2007 to 2012. They announced who was the director, Luis Elizondo, a member of the To The Stars team, who the associate, or, you know, I get, what do you call it, associate director, and that was how put off on the To The Stars team. They also announced that the reason this study was, or this investigation program was put together, was because Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader, wanted it. Because I assure you, if they didn't have pressure from Harry Reid, it would have never happened. There's no way the Pentagon would want to put, quote, a, another a study on E.T.'s UFO issue uh, in the modern era in 2007. Well, we, you know, I, I think that it is important to point out, you know, that the, the government, the Air Force, the, the military investigated UFOs beginning in 19, officially a beginning in 1948. But I think we can look at a, the documentation that shows that the, unofficially they were 
began the investigation yeah. prior to Arnold in 1946, but they yeah. said they said in 1949 we've completed our investigation, we're done with it. There's going to be it's it's all done. Project Sign was closed. They just changed the name. It became Project Grudge, and they kept right on going. Then uh, in what 51 I think it was, they said, well, Project Grudge is done. We've investigated. We found nothing to it. It doesn't threaten national security. Um, but they changed the name to Blue Book and kept right on going in yeah, 1960. That's well, the point I'm, I'm making, Kevin. Yes, the and I'm, I'm clarifying it. I'm clarifying it yeah. for the audience to understand that there's a history of this. And when we, after 1969, we learned that there's Project Moondust, which has a UFO component, that was going on until at least 1985 when the name was compromised. And the Air Force said, well, we've changed the name, but we can't tell you what it is. And now we discover there's still a component of the government, the military, investigating UFOs. So it's a, it's not something that just sort of sprung into existence in the mid-19 or the mid uh, of beginning of the 20th 21st century it is something that began 70 years ago and they they keep doing the same thing well we've ended our investigation oh here's another one so uh so well, we're we're now to that point where you know you've got the admission of the 22 million dollars being investigated in ufos and uh we can move on from there well let, let me let me go a lot stronger kevin let me okay. be very clear right blue book grudge sign whatever doesn't matter the United States government, in its military intelligence complex, under black programs, has been studying the ET issue, investigating and dealing with it every second of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year since 1947, if not sooner. Period. Everything we've heard about, that's all at the top. right? That's on the surface. There is a vast classified world down there where they can do anything they want. And they have facilities you'll never find where they've been investigating this issue nonstop. And so when Reed shows up in 2007 and says, I think we need to have a program, their attitude is, oh, God, that's the last thing we want, right? We're already studying it. But they couldn't tell Harry that. And so they had to humor him because he held the purse strings. He had control, uh, had influence on the purse strings. And so he also agreed to put the money up, $22 million, and so essentially they had to humor Harry Reid and they put the program together. They put Luis Elizondo in charge because eventually I think he was the second guy to run it because he was interested in the subject. They called it the advanced. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Aerospace Threat Identifications Program, ATIP, because they couldn't call it the UFO Study Program. And they, and, and they, they had to call it something that fit in with the, the, the Pentagon's basic mission, which is to slaughter anybody that's a, a threat to the United States and consider everything a threat until otherwise determined. So that happens in 2007 and runs to 2012, where they run out of money. However, what else was announced is that who was the person that kind of pressed, persuaded Harry Reid to make this maneuver? His friend Robert Bigelow, the one who announced on 60 Minutes just a few months prior, the ETs are already here, materiel. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to try to segue a little bit into disclosure, but we'll, we're going to follow up on what you've just said here about uh, studying uh, materials of some kind that they have and see what that uh, teaches us. So we will be back right after this uh, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and this is A Different Perspective. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. 
All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. informed that we are back in case you hadn't figured that out i am talking to stephen bassett who is the executive director of the paradigm research group you can find their website by typing paragon research group into your search engine and get to it or type stephen bassett's name into it you can get there and you can find out more information about some of this and i might have some links to it on my blog at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com when we left, we were discussing Bigelow and mm-hmm. Bigelow suggesting that they had materials of some kind from uh, uh, alien visitation. And so I thought we'll explore that a little bit further and see where, where that goes. It doesn't, uh, go, doesn't go too far. Uh, <laughs> essentially, they've, they've announced that uh, they've since kind of announced that the way to think about these materials are called metamaterials. And so we're talking about, we're not talking about checking isotope ratios to some rock somewhere. We're talking about manufactured materials that don't seem to, that we don't seem to have the ability to create. And so that's a significant area, though it's not a, I consider a key area in terms of the disclosure process. Uh, It's very scientific, but nevertheless, that is announced. And so let's recap this thread. Here's what we know. We know that an organization was launched in October of 2017 that has 10 very high-level individuals formerly working in very high-level, high-security clearance uh, programs with the United States government. We know that one of the people that is, sits behind that organization – and, oh, and we also know that there's 30 or so people inside, still inside, working for the government, unnamed, who are supporting them, backing them up so that they can do what they do. We also learned that a gentleman by the name of Robert Bigelow, who goes all the way back to the Clinton uh, Rockefeller Initiative that occurred in the first term of Clinton, is involved in with this group and has been involved in ET issue all along, and he is a billionaire. So they've got 30 guys or 30 men and women behind them inside in the military intelligence complex, and they've got a billionaire out in front. And that's what we know as as of uh, December of 2017. And, uh, and, uh, and a, the, the obvious question is, why hasn't more happened? 
given that was a huge story and extremely significant information. And the reason is this, it's Trump. Uh, the political chaos and the constitutional crisis we're in right now, crises we're in right now, makes it nearly impossible to advance a major story or get the appropriate attention to a major uh, uh, announcement. And so they've been slow walking this thing. I mean, they've been slow walking it since the election. It took them 11 months to actually make the announcement, which was supposed to go out in November of 2000, probably 2016. So they're slow walking it while this, I call it political hurricane, passes on, passes out to sea. Uh, well, and so let me let me, still... let me interrupt here because yeah, you said something that that kind of intrigues me and and kind of blew it off. We've got I this metallic debris or metallic this material yeah. that is supposedly something we can't create. Wouldn't bringing that forward to allow scientists around the world to kind of examine to to confirm those results, wouldn't that be a large step into getting us to, to disclosure? Well, the answer is they're going to do that. Uh, and then the other point is that it's not that big a deal. In other words, the Nimitz UAP intercept on gun camera footage is hundreds of times more important than metamaterials in Robert Bigelow's lab. Uh, that and, and, and this idea of materials and stuff from sauce has been around forever, and there have been attempts to, to analyze stuff. That is a very almost purely scientific niche. So you want to bring that out toward disclosure? Great. But it's going to have to go through the entire scientific process. It's going to have to be reviewed, and, and there will be counter arguments and explanations. It could go on and on and on for years and years and years. Uh, hell, if a saucer lands in your backyard, you don't really need to know what it's made out of to know that, wow, huh, we've got visitors here. But it's important to the larger picture, and it will be very important in the post-disclosure world. Obviously, we really want to know everything we can about these materials. But keep in mind, and again, this is where this gets subtle for people. What, what they have to understand is there's a lot of theater going on here. This isn't exactly what it seems, but that should not surprise anyone. So when they say we're studying metamaterials at Bigelow Aerospace, I'm sure they are. But understand, at government black laboratories, for decades, they've been studying actual crash vehicles. And so you've got the, the, the still embargoed black world doing all that it does with respect to the ET issue. And then you have things kind of happening out on the surface. And these, and these kinds of programs, whether it's ATIP or whether it's uh, Blue Book or Grudge or Sign that we know we we learn about. That's the front, and 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 it all kind of comes together to sort of maintain this rather extraordinary truth embargo, where everybody sort of knows that there's ETs here. The government knows we know there's ETs here. We know the government knows that we know the government knows there's ETs here. But it, we're just not going to confirm it yet. And so but here's, that's but what here's, throws people. But yeah, I was going to say that's exactly the problem here. Is I can point to photographic evidence, I can point to movie footage, I can point to landing traces, all of it very interesting that's been gathered by basically amateurs for mm -hmm. decades. Um, but to get us to disclosure, get us to the point we want to go, we need some kind of physicality, some kind of evidence that can be examined by many, many people with uh, an understanding of what's going on. And we never get to the point where we've got the documentation from inside the government. You have, you're talking about a massive um, project investigating of all of this stuff. And mm -hmm. yet we don't really get any leaks into the public. MJ-12 is a perfect example of this. We have the document, the original documents and all of that. We have never been able to find another document by going in the other direction, saying, well, I'm going to the National Archives and I'm going to go through these documents until I find something with a provenance that says this is, that mentions MJ-12. We've never been able to do that. And and we've got all Why of this that going on. You? Pardon me? Why does that surprise you? Uh, well, I, uh, I'm at a loss for the question there. Um, well, let me put it this way. Here, Kevin, look, I have to disagree with you. First of all, we don't need what you say we need for disclosure. Disclosure is not a scientific event. It's a political event. The reason that we don't 
have confirmation of the ET presence is not because there isn't enough evidence. There was enough evidence strictly in the public domain by the amateurs that you referred to to prove it in any court of law. We have a whole bunch of stuff that's come within the government itself. It's taken decades for it to come out here, there, whatever else, and that proves it in any court of law. Put the two together, and it's, it's ridiculous. The reason we don't have disclosure, it is a political decision by the government that the American people cannot have confirmation of this yet until we, right, the, the mavens of the uh, military intelligence complex, feel it's okay for them to know. That is the issue. But my point is this. You've got all these people studying it, and yet we don't get the kind of leaks you'd expect uh, from, huh. from the inside. Uh, Kevin, you, you, you were in the military, right? Yeah, the, just because the Congress leaks and the White House leaks and all this other stuff uh, doesn't mean that, that that pertains to the entire military intelligence complex. The, um, the ET issue is more highly classified than the Manhattan Project. They take they they have taken and took it more seriously than that than the atom bomb project, right? The ET issue is is deeply classified as you can be. And during the Cold War, I assure you, if you were somebody working on on ET related issues within the military intelligence complex, and you decided you steal some materials and smuggle them out the door, or maybe start having some conversations with the New York Times, bad things were going to happen to you. We we do not know, and we may never know. What happened to people that just I don't know, couldn't just keep, it's, well, couldn't couldn't uh, uh, you know go along with their classification? This idea of someone like a Snowden uh, dumping all that stuff out there, and then going to Hawaii and ending up in Russia, people think, oh, that must have been happening years ago. No, that that is that is an example, a classic example of how, and this is important. A lot as as we've moved on now, uh, 27 years after the end of the Cold War, by a lot of good people inside the vast military intelligence complex getting increasingly frustrated with the fact that we have become utterly addicted to secrecy. We classify how many sheets of toilet paper are used in the Pentagon, and it's causing major dysfunction, the loss of trillions of dollars down rat holes. And that lack of oversight by the government, which is just diminishing trust in, in our basic government, which is causing it to break down. So this idea that there should have been leaks, that is a fallacy, right? And the fact is, in a sense, there have been leaks. Look, when, when, the, when, the, when the guys that were working the, the, the SAC base, um, SAC bases in, uh, up in Montana and elsewhere during the 60s, 70s, and 80s, after retiring – started to finally come forward, well, primarily this was in the last 20 years, not prior to 1991, uh, and start saying, look, I was at the base, the, the craft came over, hovered over the base, turned all our missiles off, not once, but several times. When these people started coming forward, are, were they leaks? I, I don't know. I know that they weren't punished, they weren't imprisoned. For whatever reason, the government was willing to allow them to do this. But these well, we're were government to, we're, insiders we're deep to, clearance. So we've had plenty of, quote, leaks, but not the kind you're referring to. I was going to say, we're going to have to take a break. We'll come back to the subject of leaks and where they may have come from and what we may be missing uh, in the next segment. Uh, once again, I'll have more information at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. You can get lots of information at the Paradigm Research Group's uh, website as well. And we will be talking with Steve Bassett when we come back. They're here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. 
Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. I am joined still by Stephen Bassett. We've been talking about disclosure. We've been talking about uh, the Two to Stars Stars Academy and those sorts of things. Uh, when we left you moments ago, uh, mm. we were wondering why, or at least I was wondering why, we hadn't seen um, leaks, documents uh, sliding into the government that uh, relates to some of this stuff, the way we have in other arenas uh, when uh, secrecy would have been appropriate. I, I think you know, the Pentagon Papers, for example. I mean, here were highly classified things that they just walked out of the Pentagon and ended up in the New York Times and the Washington Post. Uh, and that's I know that's very well, Kevin. And the ET issue is way, way deeper and darker than the Pentagon. But my point, my point is, there's so many people that would have to be in on this. Yeah. Uh, secret. Yeah. And we and we don't really see. We get we get. We hit the fringes of it periodically. We see some of that stuff. If yeah. I go, if I try to FOIA um, information to get me to MJ12, for example, I can't do it. Nothing ever comes back. There's there's nothing there that I can get my hands on. They're not going to give you what they don't want you to have. Well, yeah. obviously, obviously that. But but by the same token, people have gotten the information that uh, they didn't want us to have, and we've we've gotten it out there. And I'm just a little concerned that there's so many people. That would have been involved in the research of of the materials recovered in the crash saucers that you talked about, that we would have, I think, a little bit better handle on this stuff, and we just really can't get a hold of it. And that I kind of have... go ahead. I was going to say that kind of leads me to the uh, the next point, which was what would be the government's motivation for disclosure? Why would they want to disclose this stuff? <laughs> I can give you a three-hour answer without notes. Uh, uh, I've got a couple I, of minutes. All right. Yeah, I, I, you got the, ten minutes left in this segment. The, the 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 truth embargo on the ET presence was a Cold War matter by and large. It was considered a colossal issue, and it became fairly evident to the U.S. government at the same time that the Cold War was virtually getting going. And so the very, very smart, very serious men and some women who had just defeated the Axis power were building up the resources to address the Soviet threat were convinced early in, uh, I mean, late in 47 that, yeah, there was going to be a third world war because that's what we do, and it's going to be nuclear. And so it, everything became pretty existential at that point. They didn't know when that war would come. They didn't know what to expect. They knew this, that the ET thing was not something they were going to allow out into the public domain, uh, given the fact that we were going to be in an extremely dangerous situation very soon, which is, of course, exactly what happened. Now, 
The Cold War might have lasted five years, might have lasted 10 years. It lasted 44 years. And it didn't just last. It got worse and worse and worse with every passing decade. And so you go from two nuclear bombs to 40,000, eventually I think it was 76,000, and not two nations, eight nations, and not just some rockets launched from the land, nuclear submarines a few minutes off the coast, and on and on and on. And therefore, for, the, for that, that time frame, which I grew up with, I mean, that was my whole life. We all lived under a Damocles sword that it could have come down at any time. In fact, I'm amazed it didn't come down and ended our hopes and dreams once and for all. And the ET issue, with all the huge potential implications it could have for military weapons, for worldview, for political uh, disruption, was absolutely classified. And just like the atom bomb work in, in – um, and the Manhattan Project, if you were some guy that decided to, to steal some secrets and climb over the fence, they were going to put a bullet through your brain. And it's the same thing with the ET issue. But I think you've misunderstood my question. People were patriots, Kevin. No, no, they, I think you've, you've misunderstood my question. Yeah. What is the motivation for disclosure? Not the well, motivation. Well, that's the other side of your question. I understand that. First, I'm answering the question, why didn't okay. it leak? leak? Because people didn't leak. And they and there were enormous consequences if they did. The reason that there are people in this government right now that would be perfectly content that this this acknowledgement, this confirmation of the ET president didn't happen in their lifetime. That they they, they don't want to see it happen until after they're dead. And they're gonna to continue to support this uh, embargo until the end. But there are an increasing number inside the military intelligence complex since the end of the Cold War, that are seeing it otherwise. And the consensus has been shifting for the last 27 years within the MIC itself. Now, just because the consensus is shifting towards like people should have a right to know, doesn't mean that people are going to throw their careers away, end up in prison, ruin the lives of their kids and their wife or their spouse, and violate and, become, and, and commit treason. In other words, this idea that that there's a whole bunch of Chelsea Mannings uh, in there in the, in, the, in the ET program just dying to come out like Chelsea or Snowden. No, this is much more tightly done and it's a much different issue than war, right? I know why Manning did what he did, but there, that's not what we have with the ET issue. This is not about war. This is about something far more important than war. And so the consensus is moving there, but they have a problem and that I have talked about at great length is that the situation we're in now is this. There has been a constitutional breach now in place for quite a long time. Not initially, but it started to develop around the, after the Kennedy assassination. And that, by that, I mean that the military intelligence complex and their en entities in it started to make decisions that taking stuff full black, taking it out from under the White House, out from under the Congress, where it, they couldn't bother you, was in the national interest because politicians leak or they're temporary and they're, they're not – you can't control them, including presidents. And so they start – now, not everything obviously got pulled out, but a lot of stuff started getting pulled out. And I guess you could say the fully unacknowledged special exercise world has been growing for the last 50 years. And the, and the crown jewel of that is the ET issue. It is out from under the White House. It is out from under the Congress. You cannot get there. I don't care who you are. And that is a full-fledged constitutional breach. It violates the Constitution. It's illegal, essentially, though it's an illegality of a different type. And that's what they did. And I think they did it because they believed it was the right thing to do, but they created a problem. They boxed themselves out. And here is where we are right now. A president of the United States, whether it's Carter, Obama, or Clinton, that wants to disclose – can't get access to the information, can't get the cooperation unless they force it from the Pentagon and from the, and the MIC. And so they just have to go out in front of the people and say, I'm pretty sure there's ETs here, but I can't get anything from the Pentagon. That's, 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 that's a recipe for a political catastrophe. So that can't happen. Meanwhile, over at the military intelligence complex, we got all these people that know what's going on or a certain group. Say one of them goes to the DOD head and says, look, or the CIA director says, look, we need to tell we need to tell the public. They can't do that. 
the CIA director, the you know, or even some any high level official in any of those uh, 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 intelligence groups cannot say, I think I'm going to hold a press conference and tell the world there's an ET presence here. It's treason. His his career is done. It's a catastrophe. It completely explodes the constitutional breach worldwide. Makes us look like idiots. It's a disaster. And so neither one of them can operate now independently. And what is required is the breach must be closed, if only for a while, which has been the the the, the 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 mission statement of paradigm research group from day one the president the white house and the department of defense and its intelligence agencies representatives get together and agree that okay what do you need the other one says well what do you need and they come to an understanding that at least for the purposes of the extraterrestrial issue the president can now announce the et presence and the pentagon will back them up that doesn't mean that everything is on the table. It doesn't mean, oh, we're going to tell you everything and you can – no, just for this purpose. And the, why this purpose? Why this one as opposed to God knows what other programs they've got going that would be an embarrassment? Because this issue is now out. The cat's out of the bag. The horses are out of the barn. The toothpaste is out of the tube. There are hundreds of millions of people in this world that know the ET presence is real. It's been proven beyond a reasonable doubt. It has become a massive embarrassment. For the United States, particularly, not so China or Russia, they're authoritarian states. We're the shining city on the hill. We are the democratic republic. We have the moral authority. And the fact that we're continuing this massive monumental lie is a major thorn in the butt of a lot of good, conscienced people. And so that is why they might – they need to do it because once a lie has been known – every day you continue you just you just erode your credibility you erode the trust in the people that are working for you the people that vote for you in other words it becomes a massive stink it is it is i don't know how to describe it i i i'm not i'm not top form right now i can tell you this is a giant turd in america's history that needs to be cleaned up and they know it and the stink is now spreading out all over the damn planet meanwhile as we sit on the technology and the truth, the Chinese are building the next uh, space station. They're going to go to Mars. Other countries are making extreme advancements. And we're sitting here spending vast sums of money and vast sums of time classifying the hell out of everything. Well, I'm, we're going to have to break uh, again, unfortunately. And you do a wonderful job <laughs> of uh, filling us in on the details here. Uh, when we come back with Steve Bassett, we'll – Continue our discussion on disclosure, and I'll see if I can get him to answer the question about uh, what the solution was for the uh, Nimitz sighting, which I'm sure he yeah. has the answer for uh, when we get here. But as I say, uh, take a look at some of the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at X, X, XZN, XZ, XBZN. Oh, I can't even get it right. The X-Zone Broadcast Network uh, and see where uh, where they are. We'll be back right after this, and I'll see if I can get my notes straightened out. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Home Shamanic Art School has just launched a new online series of classes, Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow. 
In these classes, composed and taught by Path Home founder and director Gwilda Wiecka, you'll learn practical shamanic skills to support your daily life, such as how to build a medicine wheel to access the power of the earth, perform a shamanic journey, create sacred space in which to live and work, empower your life with totem animals, elementals, and fairy folk, and learn the art of accurately reading signs and omens. These tried and true skills are the key to living a powerful, productive life. Visit us at findyourpathhome.com to see the ever-growing collection of classes and leading-edge information to support you during these times of uncertainty and transition. All can be found at findyourpathhome.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. We're about to wrap up this special edition of A Different Perspective, and I have been reliably informed that it is the XZBN.net, the Exxon Broadcast Network. I said XZBN because uh, I'm infused with Canadian spirit at the moment, I guess. I don't know. When we left, I was talking to Steve Bassett of the Paradigm Research Group, about the motivation for disclosure and what he was giving me with the reasons they don't want to disclose it. Um, and so the question I guess I'll repeat is, is there a motivation for him to make disclosure now or are we kind of just whistling in the dark? Uh, as, I, as I said, there are people inside the U.S. government and turning the military intelligence complex that don't want disclosure and there's some that do. Uh, the the, the, the military intelligence complex and the White House have boxed themselves out. So unless they can be forced together by some outside force, uh, such as a major media confrontation or media frenzy, uh, we can't really make any progress. Uh, there is another, though, very significant reason why uh, they're leaning to disclosure and need to, is that we're not the only nation that can do it. I've put a lot of pressure on them by, by bringing up Putin hundreds of times in interviews going back 20 years, uh, reminding him over and over again, Vladimir Putin could disclose anytime he wants to. Uh, well, let, I, me, let, me, let me interrupt here because there's one thing that I understand from the military aspect of this mm-hmm. and military intelligence. You always know that the other side can talk at any time, but if something yeah. is secret at your end, you're going to re- keep it secret. Even knowing that somebody else could disclose it later on, you keep the secret as long as it is possible to do so. Yeah, uh, that, so- that sounds, that, that, that works for the average run-of-the-mill secret, but that's, we're way uh, above that. Uh, but when you're, but when you're saying, you know, Putin can disclose it anytime he wants to, that doesn't come into what the Pentagon or these higher level people are thinking. They, they don't worry about what he can do. They worry about how we can keep the secret. I disagree. Um, the, this isn't just a secret. This is a confirmation of the extraterrestrial presence, which will be the most profound event in human history. And that the head of state that makes that announcement will go down in history and achieve a geopolitical legacy of extraordinary significance. And if Putin gets that legacy and we don't, there will be repercussions. And it will diminish the United States profoundly. And and it's almost the perfect storm. Because here you have an authoritarian leader who can be suppressive of the media coming forward to the world with the greatest truth in all of history. While the United States, which is supposed to be the democratic country and and, and more transparent, is still sitting there clutching its secrets to its chest 
where they will be pried away and we will have to follow Putin like an elephant in a parade down history on this issue. It's a catastrophe. So again, I'm just trying to elevate you, Kevin. You, you, you just can't put the ET issue in the same category as anything else. It is in a category by itself. Right? And so uh, the, the problem they have is that they could lose this legacy to Putin at any time. In fact, I went to Moscow, interestingly enough, not long after the election in April of 2017, and uh, gave an interview to a national network where I discussed Putin as the disclosure president. I didn't know if I'd be able to leave the country. I also gave, I also had meetings with six different groups of former Soviet and Russian officials on military that had dealt with the issue just to get to know. There wasn't much we could say just to make sure that the Kremlin knew I was there. I knew the CIA knew I was there and then I, and then, and then I waited to see what would happen. If Putin was not comfortable with being the disclosure head of state, the, 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 none of the clips would be used uh, and I would never see the English language version and there'd be no coverage. Well, they did use a couple of clips, not the political stuff, in one of their shows. Two, I got the full English language version, which I have sent out to the media who ignored it completely, but it's up on my website. Number three, Pravda RU ran two articles. Pravda RU is pretty tightly – I mean it's definitely connected to the Pentagon – ran two articles saying, yeah, there's this activist calling for Putin to disclose. So I confirmed that Putin is not uncomfortable with that idea, and I assure you the CIA saw that as well. And so that is another problem they have, and it's a non-trivial problem. But he's not the only head of state. Xi Jinping could do it. I doubt it. Trudeau could do it. I doubt it. May has got her hands full. Macron, France has always felt it's not it's underappreciated. He could do it. Any head of state of any nation that has had an advanced air force for the times, going back to the 40s or 50s, is sitting on a raft of gun camera footage like the Nimitz event. And so any of those head of states could come forward and say, I am here to tell my citizens today that there is an extraterrestrial presence. And if you don't believe me, here's 50 hours of, of, of gun camera footage of us intercepting these things, traveling, I don't know, 20,000 miles an hour, shooting straight up, whatever. But they haven't because the United States has been the, quote, moral center, power center of the West for a long time. We defeated we, – we, we, we brought the, the Soviet Union to its knees. We defeated the Axis powers. These people owe us, and so they have gone along with it. China and Russia don't owe us, but they have gone along with the truth embargo for their own reasons. But they could break ranks at any time. The game is almost up. It would have been up, Kevin, early in 2017, but Donald showed up and upset everybody's apple cart. And so we've been scrambling around trying to get the fruit back in the cart, right, for the last two years. And, I, and, I, and, if, and, if, and if he continues to remain in power, I think disclosure is, is not possible, at least not on our end. Uh, and, and not just that fact that he's there, but the extraordinary chaos that's being created that's absorbing the entire massive multimedia complex that is America now. He's absorbing it all. I well, watch the news every day. I watch all the channels. It is a Donald Trump show from 6 in the morning to 1 a.m. at night, week well, after week after week. And, and part of the problem is the news media. Who well, don't want to explore, go beyond anything else. They realize where their ratings lie and they go in those directions. I'm about out of time here and I just want to ask one final question, which we didn't really get to is, yes, is there an official explanation for the Nimitz uh, gun camera film? Do they say this is unidentified? Do they say this is uh, something else? Where, where, where are we on that? The Pentagon has avoided that like the plague. There is no what I would call official explanation. Yeah, I uh, could, they have not I, made I, any I, significant effort to counter what was released. Uh, but if you pin them down or if you go to the press person at the front end of the Pentagon, they're going to say, well, you know, we don't know exactly what it is, whatever. But no. And that's very important. Right? Yeah, I, that's what I was getting at because I had been looking for that as well. And it, no. what is the – is there an explanation out there? And I couldn't find one that made a lot of sense. The dog that didn't bark. The, 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 the army could have come out and, and pushed back hugely against Philip Corso. They didn't do it. In fact, they sold his book like crazy in the in the uh, the bookstore at the Pentagon. 
there's all they, they could have pushed back hugely against the the uh, nuclear tampering witnesses that have come forward. There's probably as many as 30 total, but most of them are not public yet. They didn't do it. The dog that didn't bark. And part of the reason is, is that the downside of trying to somehow do, to do that, to maintain the truth embargo, because all the stuff I'm talking about now has come out since the end of the Cold War. The Cold War was their their get out of uh, jail free card. As long as the Cold War was underway, they 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 had an easy way to make sure everybody was on board. Nobody was going to screw around and the public could be kept at bay. But once the Cold War ended, they immediately had a problem. Hell, that's that's why uh, Lawrence Rockefeller approached the Clinton administration. The Cold War was over. He felt it was time for the truth to come out. And so they've, been, they've managed to stretch this embargo out 27 more years. But I'm telling you, that rubber band is stretched pretty damn tight. And Stephen, in any moment, it's going to snap. Stephen, thank yeah. you very much. It's been an I'm informative sure. couple of hours. I've enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> if I do another special edition sometime, maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll invite you back if that's okay with you. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to any microphone. I just hope the next time we're on the show, it's in the post-disclosure world, Kevin. I, I hope so too, because I'd like to know the truth. Uh, once again, you are the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group, and if you want more information about uh, what Stephen Bassett is doing, take a look at their, uh, at his website, and it'll tell you everything you need to know, or where he's going to be speaking, what's going on. And for those of you who are interested, I have now figured out that it is the X-Zone Broadcast Network at xzbn.net. Uh, take a look at their website. Uh, you can take a look at other programs that deal with the paranormal, other topics like that that you might be interested in. Uh, my blogs is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And uh, there'll be links to the show up on the uh, on the blog here pretty soon and a little additional information to help you uh, sort through all of the things that uh, we've talked about today. And I always uh, forget to do this, but I, I should mention that I did a book called Roswell in the 21st Century, which I think of as a compendium of all the information we have about Roswell as it exists today. I mean, all the various aspects of it from the Project Mogul explanation to MJ-12 um, to what witnesses are reliable and what witnesses probably weren't so reliable that we uh, listened to at the time and that sort of thing. And based on some of the information that um, I developed, or I should say developed with Ben Moss, uh, about the Socorro case. I did a book called um, Encounter in the Desert, which deals with an awful lot of that. And Ben uh, Moss and I have had other discussions about the Socorro case on my blog. You can take a look at that and learn a little bit more about that. But uh, you get a chance to take a look at, the, at those two books at least because I think it will help you understand what's going on in that aspect of the UFO community in today's world. So once again, thank you all for joining me on this special edition of A Different Perspective. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, discussions that we've had here. And I will be looking for another topic to explore on that. Once again, this is a different perspective, special edition, and I am the host, Kevin Randall. Thank you. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. 
Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365.